Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the uh, Jim Graham Building at the North Carolina State Fairgrounds. Uh, this is uh, this is the uh, outdoor home show and uh, outdoor living uh, show, and uh, it's, it's a culmination of a lot of hard work from Curtis Media Group, and a lot of neat things are in here for the outdoors, for your home, for... Uh, your recreation. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Nate and Nate and I have been looking at uh, the go kart over there. That is a professional go kart. That's not the kind that you had in the 1950s <laughs> or 60s. That would run a little one-cylinder thing would run a little while. And, you're and looking go. at you're looking at Rufus as you say that. Rufus, <laughs> Rufus, Rufus did y'all some... build up the mountains uh, go kart? Had a horse in a cart. <laughs> yeah, horse and a cart. Okay, that figures. One horsepower, right? One horsepower. <laughs> Rufus Edmondson is with us. Uh, are, are the fine this morning, sir? Oh, the is fine. And I walked in and I saw that uh, our friend Phil Campbell has supplied the plants for today. Another. I wish good. I had asked her to be on because we we have no female company today. I know that's that's another. No female inspiration or knowledge or uh, rationality. And, of course, this building means a lot to me because oh, wow. the sod father was quite a friend of mine. Uh, he Jim. was indeed. Uh, I mean, a really a really good friend. I just cut Rufus's mic off somehow. <laughs> there we go. Was that, was that intentional? No. No. <laughs> no. No. Whatever you want to say about the sod father, it'll be fine. I, uh-huh. It was not intentional. It was, so. But very, very good memories of a, a fine gentleman who was a, a colorful character for North Carolina. They say that all the characters are gone, and somebody the other day called me up and said, well, you're the last of the characters in North Carolina. So yeah, I, think I you took are. that as a, as a compliment. Yeah. I, Everything's going to be all right. It's going to be all <laughs> what right. What he used to say. <laughs> he was student body president at NC State. He was, um, when my father-in-law was uh, in school, they were schoolmates at NC State. And I, he, he was quite a character, wasn't he? He certainly was. But he, he cared dearly for farmers and farmland and for this state. He started the century farmer uh, concept where, as Paul knows more about that than I do, farms have been the same family for at least 100 years. Yes. And Mark. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I'm sure our friend over here does too, which is uh, people take that with a great deal of pride. Yeah. As they should. Yes. Paul McKenzie, extension agent in Vance and Warren County, is with us. Morning, Paul. Good morning. Mark Bumgardner, retired lieutenant colonel in the United States Army. Thank you for your service, sir, and welcome back to the Weekend Garden. You've been busy. I certainly have. Oh, my gosh. We can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, okay. We will. We will. Gerald Storm is with us from uh, one of my favorite companies, Rufus. I'm sure yours, too, Wyatt Quarles. What a, what a stupendous history. That company uh, has had in, in Raleigh and, and served so many people, homeowners, uh, gardeners over the years. I'm, I was talking with Gerald, and I'm sure many of our listeners will recall the wonderful old Watt Carl's 
seed company that was called downtown. Yeah. And I used to visit there when I was first attorney general in the early 70s, and it was just like going back in time. And they had everything in the world you wanted and the nicest people. I wish it were still there, Gerald, but it, time yeah, moves on. That uh, is a building still. Y'all were in Martin Street and then Wilmington Street, I believe. Yes, sir. Are any of those buildings still there? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't. There's a lot of construction. Yeah, there's, there's, oh, there's a skyscraper there now. <coughs> yeah, I, okay. I was, I was getting ready to say, I, I yeah. believe it has been uh, refigured since, yeah. since we were there. <laughs> yeah, just like Dillon Supply and, and uh, Joe P. Wyatt and that was on Capitol Boulevard, the big building. You know, there, so it's, uh, you were talking about how old stores really have that feel. You know, you walk in the wooden floors and the seed catalogs and you pull the seeds out and it's, yeah. it's uh, purchased by based on weight of the seeds as opposed to, you know, um, a little seed packet. You know, you can get as much as much or a little as you wanted. You can get a quarter of an ounce. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's certainly changed. Yeah. So... Uh, Mark, uh, so so why uh, why have you been so busy? Well, there's a couple things. Uh, in Orange County, our master gardeners had a had a um, responsibility, or as they were learning, to actually go and, and design a program, uh, design do a five different garden designs, and so we have actually started implementing some of those, and uh, that's what we're doing. And uh, so we've got uh, grape trellis went in yesterday, and was uh, we've got uh, Union Grove um, uh, Union Grove Farm has uh, donated some uh, muscadines for us. Uh, they're uh, a regenerative farm in Orange County, and uh, so they're doing fantastic work out there. I was out there yesterday, and and uh, they're putting in uh, they're planting muscadines uh, today and yesterday and this week, and hopefully uh, probably next week. So fantastic opportunity we just had a gentleman come up with a postcard that is that is the most distinguished looking photo of you on a postcard my goodness this it's on is a postcard rufus edmiston for governor oh, okay uh rufus slash 1984 and it's got me sitting there in my office come on around uh let's, a, say, let's let's grab this as this attorney general and, uh, <clears throat> smoking a pipe with i remember <laughs> please introduce yourself prince <laughs> albert tobacco <laughs> I'm Steve Massengill, a local, local. Uh, uh, li uh, I live locally here in Cary, but uh, I found that postcard of Rufus in an antique mall in the western part of the state oh about, my oh my about, about three months ago. <laughs> How wonderful, You Steve. mean they charged you for that thing? <laughs> I think they, they, they made me take it for a couple dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, may I, may I autograph it for you? No, it's yours. I want you to keep it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I collect postcards and... That's one that I, th I thought stood out. Well, thank you. Well, I, Steve, grab one of those, uh, those uh, magazines over there, and Rufus will autograph that. <laughs> yeah. Well, what a nice uh, surprise, Gosh, Steve. that is a very distinguished-looking pick. Got your pipe and everything. Looks like I was getting ready to put somebody in jail. Yeah, yeah, autograph that for Steve. And uh, I, I want a close look at the postcard. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, let us take a look at it. Yeah, absolutely. Pass, pass here, it around a little here, bit. Here come the critics. <laughs> oh, my heavens. I know. Heavens. I mean, that's I, a great. I'm take a picture of that. That's, uh, <laughs> that's one of the better ones. That's his son. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. That's his son. He, you look pretty young there. So uh, was that uh, a pipe, a prop, or were you still uh, smoking well, a pipe I, back I, then? Well, I was puffing on the pipe then. Okay. And uh, 
So there would have been pipe smoke all over the governor's mansion had you won. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Watergate, uh, Senator everybody, smoked everybody a pipe. smoked a pipe. <laughs> Fred Thompson smoked a pipe, and one day there was a, a picture in the New York Times that said, a picture of all three of us, and it said, all up in smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen that. I've seen that picture definitely. Uh, yeah, a lot of photos from that. Well, I tell you, we just uh, we're just hitting the jackpot this morning. It's like the old boys club in here, though. We've got to <laughs> gonna run away all the women now. Uh, oh, so you, you know Phil, and I, I hope you do business with her, Steve. Phil, very well. Yeah, how about that? I've been knowing Phil for a long time. My uh, wife taught one of her kids in elementary school. Are you a native of Wake County? Uh, Durham. Durham, Okay. Uh, Massengales uh, all over the place. Johnston County mostly, and yeah. they spread out. Okay. I had a dear friend down there named Cecil Massengill, uh, who was a great supporter of mine, and and his wife was a, a longtime worker for DMV. Oh, how about that? Massengill, great yeah. name. Well, Steve, uh, you you can hang around and and sit if you want to. We we uh, glad to have you. And thank you so much for that. And uh, I meant to get it to him at uh, Campbell's Nursery, but I was out of town when y'all were there. That's okay. Well, that's that's a mighty right. good hot dog. Yeah, yeah it's really nice of you to yeah. take time to come all over here <laughs> with, with all the, the construction and everything. And folks, if if you, uh, uh, Gerald, you want to take a look? Yes, at sir. That? I uh, all the construction here now, Hillsborough Street and Blue Ridge, that intersection is blocked off because they're doing a lot of rearranging. And they, they, I don't know if they're going to be, have a circle. They're going to have a tunnel under Hillsborough and uh, Hillsborough Street, and uh, and also under the railroad tracks, which has become a bottleneck. So I don't know what they have planned for the state fair. I know they're working on that traffic. You can, I think you can get in one of the gates on Hillsborough Street that's uh, that's west of Dorton Arena. That's uh, that's more in line with the Graham that kind of runs between the Graham Building and Dorton Arena. Also, Gate Five, I know you can get in, which is on Youth Center Road, and there's another gate out on Trinity Road that you can that you can come in to uh, the Outdoor Living Show today, and, and all that the State Fairgrounds has to offer. Uh, there is a lot going on today. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Some good big big name teams. Yeah, yeah, that's Ooh. right. All right, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Uh, and uh, I don't know uh, what what more we can do this morning. What, what other surprises we can have? Uh, well, I, I want to know what cultivars of uh, muscadine grapes uh, Mark planted. In the, yeah, is this, in, uh, in this, the this is at your, your new, your pretty new center it is it is it certainly is we've got uh um like i said we have five uh, student projects that are ongoing uh one of them is called design uh it's a planning around the northern you say student products student projects projects this is other than the master no this is the master gardener students they they uh, had a design project uh, as part of their class oh wow uh, for graduation to, they had to design and that was that was the, the piece and then after the class we implement different pieces of the, those projects is there a lot of regimentation uh, 
in, in your it, it program. Could <laughs> <laughs> just, it could be. Clear. The lieutenant colonel. Yeah, That's Steve, right. Steve All right. Uh, uh, Martin was a, uh, was a lieutenant colonel in the Army, retired. Yep. And, uh, Air, airborne, yes, Rangers. airborne ranger. Yep, yeah, uh, a, a tanker, armor, armor officer. Yeah, yep. yeah, he yep. could lift the tank too. So. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's really interesting that y'all have that. That is that's. But so, some of the elements that we were trying to bring in is is what homeowners. It, they're demonstration gardens, and so we're trying to bring in certain elements that homeowners may face. For example, shade gardening, container gardening. A slope, you know, uh, slope gardens. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is vegetable or uh, edible gardens. And so we gave them some spe- specificity. And uh, as part of their design, they had to incorporate hardscape. They had to incorporate some raised beds. Uh, they had to incorporate uh, a seating area. And so so part of the, de- the design. And so, frankly, we just we didn't, don't have the money to be able to, to actually execute everything. Uh, but we're, we're hoping that the students will go out and, uh, ask for donations and ask for plant material that uh, from from their plant list that they built from their the, uh, as as part of their design. You mentioned slopes. That's one of the hardest mm, things yeah. to deal Certainly with. There is, is yeah. a, on my walking route in my neighborhood. I, there is a beautiful house that sits on a knoll, and the slope is covered part of it. The the shadier part with ivy mm-hmm. that's worked pretty well. But uh, kind of in the middle where there's sun, they just, they haven't been able, they've got some of it with mulch. Uh, somebody did a really good job with hardwood mulch, and they have put some plants up there. I haven't really taken a look to see what they are. But the middle has not been renovated right. at all. I, I don't know what in the world. I, I, think, I think one of the biggest mistakes people make from a design concept on slopes is that they, they think they can do something that's completely maintenance-free. Well, exactly. And, and you just have to recognize that any portion of your landscape is, is going to require some maintenance. Yeah, I mean, you're going to uh, have seedlings growing up, yeah. tree seedlings growing yeah. up through ivy, right. for instance. And, yeah. and that's right. So, I mean... You're talking about maintenance, and depending depending on how bad or how steep it is, um, it, it makes it really challenging. It and does. So, yeah. so you know, you you got to get it, get it cleared, um, and then you got to till the soil, but then you got to hold it once the soil is has been prepared. And so, some of those those holes, instead of instead of being uh, on the slope, you dig them in, and then dig them dig them down so that the the plant is kind of level, and and it grows straight up and down, plump, level or plump. And then I think another mistake with slopes is, you know, people, obviously they, everybody's budget conscious, but you got to recognize that if you can invest up front, you're probably going to come up ahead, come out ahead in the long run with the slope. It, you know, it, even if that means, you know, building some type of terrace structure, um, you, you know, that really might be in the long run a, a real cost savings. Yeah. I have found daylilies are a good slope thing because they hold the soil well don't seem to wash away and of course then there's my old friend clover <laughs> there's a lot of clover right yeah, here around i, I have a Rain. lot of white quarrels clover Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's I good kidded. i get kidded a lot gerald because when they start talking about lawns i go i go mute yeah because I'm, I'm just a clover uh Whatever weed else is growing, if it's green, I mow it down. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have a very intricate setup for you, and I, I put uh, photos on my Facebook page and the Weekend Gardener Facebook page of uh, a gathering at your place and uh, 
photos of your gardens, and a lot. I had there were a lot of comments. People were glad that they could finally see, finally see it. They had things pictured in their mind, but now they can see your garden, and it's beautiful. Well, thank you. It really is, because I've always thought so. But I mean, a lot of great comments about your your garden. Uh, they were kind of in awe of it, and I, of course, listed it as the uh, Edmonston Estate and Gardens. My. So uh, it will be a forever forever known as that we finally have a uh, a nice young lady with us sitting morning lucy so uh gerald do you have any comments on slopes do you deal, no. delve into slopes at all no, no not much yeah, um clover is probably probably the only thing that we've got that would kind of fit that deal but um yeah, clover is really good for the soil too it, it is yeah it helps build the soil um most cases it doesn't get too tall um and people like low growing stuff like you were saying before low maintenance yeah um, when i was growing up people had a lot of clover in their lawns and it you know it releases nitrogen into the soil it, so, it does yeah there yeah. there's still some um, demand for that um people putting it in their lawns and um and y'all have y'all uh it's really good seed from black yes yeah there's uh there's basically three different kinds um you got annuals um uh, biennials and perennials so um but depending on what you're looking for uh white red or uh, uh crimson clover uh-huh. um or, crimson or Gerald, i wouldn't advise that with almost a foot tall sometimes no 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 not in your not in your uh, herford well, do you, use, in do you use a mixture or do you do you use annual because i know you're all you're white you're clover. seeding yeah, white, 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 stuff. Seeding white is the right most popular the, for the for long. And then there, there's uh, Rufus's bog that we're not you sure. you have a rain garden? No, he's got a bog. A bog well, garden. Yeah, he's, yeah. Got, <laughs> he's got an area down there that we, we think that uh, some of his political enemies are, are still down in there trying to get out. <laughs> That's what we've surmised. I am told that in the 1920s, there was a pond there. And so that's what makes it a real bog. And when it rains, it's, it's, a, it's a rain garden. Yeah. Which has been consumed by my dearest, dearest friend, Wisteria. Oh. <laughs> the hated, dreaded Wisteria. Well, I, I know at least two, two people in my neighborhood who have the, the Wisteria that doesn't spread. And I it, don't got believe it, it. They've got it in a... I mean, it's, That's it, the native. It's the very native ornate. Wisteria. Yeah, yeah they, it kind of twirls up the... You know, kind of a, uh, I don't know, circuitous trunk. And yeah, they, they've pruned it into a tree. Yeah, 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 kind of a weeping tree. Right. All right, yeah, now I want to know from you two experts. It absolutely does not spread. So it's it's a native. The, the, you know, the, the wisteria that's so, so uh, invasive is, is from, what, Asia. China, Asia, China. Yeah. somewhere in Asia. And, and so, but we do have a, a, a wisteria species that's native to, I don't know, is it native to North Carolina? It is, it is. Uh, um, and it, it blooms later, and it's not quite as uh, vigorous. It's not quite as vigorous. And also the bloom, the, the blossoms are beautiful, but they're not quite as abundant as the the invasive wisteria um but it, yeah it, it is it if if you're in love with wisteria because admittedly it the is blossoms, pretty the blossoms are pretty yeah. uh go for go for the native one because yeah. uh, otherwise you're just asking for trouble not only in your in your own landscape but you're inviting 
increasing spread into natural areas where it becomes a real problem. If you buy that, the the Asian type, you might as well buy some bamboo too. Right. <laughs> go ahead and get some kudzu oh, while you're at yeah. it. I mean, what the heck? Yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, that's incredible. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. More of the weekend gardener coming up from Curtis Media Group's wonderful program out here and, and uh, exhibition uh, outdoor living show at the Jim Graham Building at State Fairgrounds today and tomorrow. It's 827. You're listening to the longest running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, maybe not for long, but uh, <laughs> 919-860-9783. We're at the uh, Outdoor Living Show at the, uh, we're not in the Car Scott building. We're in the Jim Grand Graham building. Well, I don't want to say Car Scott. All these governors and high officials. Yeah. <laughs> We don't, uh, we don't have the high sheriff out here. We have a former attorney general and secretary of state, Rufus Edmonston, out we have here. A, we have a uh, governor wannabe. Who's, uh, <laughs> who's ready to defend, uh, defend us uh, for, for any case. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Paul McKenzie, who is an extension agent in Warren County and in Vance County. And Mark Bumgardner, who is uh, the horticulture extension agent in Orange County. Both very busy men. Now, is your Master Gardener program going on right now? No, nope. It was actually uh, finished up uh, in January of 2023. So we finished, and, and then now we're begin planting uh, and executing some of those plans. All right. And uh, Gerald Stormer is with us from Y Quarles. Uh, we're so glad to, to have him. Brother Rufus, uh, of course, here, uh, former Attorney General, Secretary of State in uh, North Carolina, and uh, Chief Deputy Counsel in the Senate Watergate Committee, worked for Sam Irvin for a long time, and he's currently the Secretary General of Gardening. Did you Carolina. know that, Gerald? I did not, sir. Yeah. I learned something this morning. Yeah. <laughs> That's my highest honor. He's, he's Secretary General, signed by Governor McCory, and, and uh, Secretary yeah. of State Elaine Marshall. Oh, yeah. Presented by uh, Secretary of the, State. The Clover King. <laughs> is, that, is that on there, too? <laughs> well, you know, it's good you have these experts on here every time because when the hard questions come Rufus goes into deep thought (laughs) (laughs) I don't doubt that and and, and keeps his mouth shut and and usually comes up with something very insightful (laughs) well you could have said keeps that because of something very foolish (laughs) Steve uh is it Steve? Steve is in Garner. We got two Garner people. Steve is first. Hey, Steve. Hello, Steve. Steve or Matt? Hey. Hey, there, Steve. There you go. Yeah. Hey, well, do we have both of you on here? Do we have Matt and Steve? Yeah, for sure. Well, you got me for sure. All right. Well, Steve, we got you too. Oh, yes. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? Yeah. I tell you what, why don't we put Matt on hold and we'll go with Steve because I I can't hear either one of them as well as as we should. I think having two people on is is cutting down on the volume. Matt, you hold on, and and Steve, uh, I think you call first. 
So uh, what, what's happening today with the daylilies? We have 200 clumps in bloom today, over 200. So 207, I was just corrected. So we, uh, we're... Does that go on all day that you're corrected just all day long, Steve? She, well, she came in from outside counting, so... Oh, wow. Wow, that is the last thing I want to do in the morning is count. It took me an hour and a half to deadhead this morning, so... Wow. That's just getting more complicated. Yeah, I bet it is. uh, I just want to let you guys know that we're open uh, for... For, and we're not going to be going anywhere, I don't think. We might. I, I want to come and visit you guys, but I don't know if we're going to be able to. we got a lot of things going on here. Yeah. Um, I've got some plants. If people come and visit, I have uh, some plants to give away. I have uh, some Tony Avent uh, uh, variegated uh, chinaberry seedlings that uh, are absolutely beautiful that uh, that we could uh, share with people. I got uh, uh, glaolias that I've uh, dug up, and I've got the bulbs if they if somebody wants to take them home with them. And I've got plenty of daylilies to share. So oh, wow. if somebody comes and visits, they're not going to leave empty-handed. Excellent. And the name of your garden, they, they can go to the uh, Wake County Daylily Society? Yeah, the Raleigh Daylily Raleigh Club. Day, so, da, yeah, Raleigh, Day. Raleigh Daylily Club, and there's a tab called Display Gardens, and my garden is just one more. But it's in Garner, so if you're in the Garner area, we're north of North Garner Middle School, uh, near what used to be the Toot and Tell. Oh, my goodness, that's where the Chitlin Club held forth for years and years, Steve. Yeah, and apparently the kids didn't want to take over for the uh, the parents, and they closed the thing down. Yeah, yeah, we were, uh, we were also, I think uh, a lot of people were sad about that. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. But so, uh, anyway, yeah, so if, if somebody wants to come and visit, we're going to be here. Okay. Um, I am going to be... Trans, uh, moving some daylilies, so if they want to come and I can demo how to transplant a daylily, uh, I'll do that for them too. I'll give them a demo. Um, I right. mean, there's a lot of things we can do today. So if they come, they'll they'll really appreciate that. They'll, uh, they'll whoever comes will definitely enjoy it. Very generous of you, Steve. Huh? Very generous of you. <coughs> yeah, well, I tell you what, my yard really does look like a jungle. I mean, it, this is the best I think my clumps have done in four or five years. Well, the you're revitalized, spring, and now your garden really is. made a big, big difference. Yeah. Well, take we care, my friend. Deer. We had some deer damage. But I sprayed it with the uh, deer repellent, and I haven't seen them since. So that stuff works. Yeah, boy. All okay. Right, Steve. Thank you. We'll be listening to you guys. All righty. Thanks very much. Matt, uh, thank you for waiting, my friend. How can we help you? 
So uh, my wife was walking through our backyard recently and noticed our miniature magnolia had about 25% of its foliage, very surfy and wet. So uh, the plant overall looked healthy, but there was all kinds of surfy, drippy, wet leaves. We investigated. We found out it was, um, I believe, scale. And uh, there were all kinds of cancerous limbs and things. And I've, I've pulled them all off. I'm actually burning them right now. Uh, the plant looks pretty good. I just wanted to know your recommendations for insecticide and how to apply it. Well, what type of magnolia is Is this a deciduous magnolia or or a uh, grandiflora grandiflora you know with the, the evergreen leaves does it drop its leaves in the uh, winter the leaves the leaves are evergreen okay so it's with, uh, like uh, a little gem or something like that uh, yeah with 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 scale insects um they're they're pretty easy to treat well I don't know if anything's pretty easy to treat, but relatively easy uh, if you get the timing right. And so uh, if we knew, like, in general, for for those scale infestations, May-June is is the window for treating, and, and it can vary a little bit depending on the species of scale. There are probably scores of different species um, although the fact that it's a magnolia tree narrows it down, uh, Maven, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not knowledgeable enough about scales to know specifically. But um, horticultural oils, uh, make sure you use a summer oil would work. Uh, um, the reason the timing is critical is because um, you're looking for uh, the time when the eggs hatch and the little babies start crawling around. Um, and again, generally that's kind of May June. If you've if you pruned out uh, the heavy infestations, that will help a lot. And just keeping the tree healthy, good vigor is going to help. Um, so just make sure you know it's growing well. It's got good fertility. Um, How big is the tree? Uh, about forty-five minutes ago, it was eight and a half feet tall. <laughs> so, that, so this is uh, so this is near the top. Pretty good. Is this yeah, near the top? So about eight and a half near the top, and it was about seven feet wide, and it was a beautiful tree. And it still, I've given it pretty a uh, pretty good shape. Um, I just needed to be able to get in there and just treat kind of every single surface. Yeah, the the one the one issue that you really have to be careful with, uh, with magnolias is is when they're in bloom. You if you treat with a heavy insecticide, you're going to use you're gonna actually going to kill the pollinators. Okay, so you've got to be very careful using using the the, the summer uh, oil as opposed to a dormant oil. Um, it kind of coats them and kind of smothers them, and it's a it's a spray oil that that goes onto the limbs and. Uh, where the scale are but uh, as Paul was talking about those crawlers are really what you want to look for uh, you can scout for them and actually see them uh, and and that's what you're you want to spray spray for you know neem oil something very lightweight that won't uh, inf- kill the pollinators now, I know Wyatt Quarles handles uh, some oils uh, Gerald yes we, we do yeah um, and there uh, there's 
probably my most popular one. It's called All Season. Um, what you're um, what you're trying to avoid is in high temperatures. This stuff will, will burn the foliage. So um, so these All Season oils are are better suited for warmer temperatures. Where and he and where can he find this uh, in the Garner area? Uh, in Garner. Uh, probably my first thought would be Hudson's Hardware in, in Garner. Okay. That's a yep. good place. Yep. You should. Uh, okay, when treating you that, you did both sides of the leaves, of course. Yeah. And how big did he say the tree was? I missed he said that, eight, eight and a half. He said it was eight and a half a, <laughs> there, a couple hours ago, about 45 <laughs> minutes ago. So he's been some pruning. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and pruning is actually a good a good thing to do with that. I, I, you know, you didn't really need to burn them. That's <laughs> um, all right. Just getting them, getting them oh, sorry, off the gotta, tree. You got to get that out of your was, system. Was right? sufficient. <laughs> I mean, it feels like to burn things. You know? <laughs> okay, well, uh, I, we, I've we never can't. talked to an arsonist before. I, Matt, I, <laughs> Mart, as a retired army person, may be able to recommend that. I can't. <laughs> um, you know, tank driver. Yeah, that's um, right. I mean, he was blow it up, uh, blow it up, just yeah. hit it. <laughs> um, well, when I was I mean, turning journal, I had an arsonist neighborhood. Approached me because of what happened, but I mean everything is okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad as long as you Mike, feel okay and your wife's happy. From my Goodyear days. <laughs> you from my Goodyear days. All right. So, uh, so, so go to uh, Hudson's Hardware and get uh, what's the name of the product again, Gerald? Um, I would recommend All Seasons Oil. That was probably my first choice. And again, Matt, I I think one thing that and you're probably aware of this, but this scale are um, known to get on the underside of the leaf so be sure you're you're treating under on under leaf underneath the leaf as well yeah. as on top of it and yeah. also another one precaution again as gerald mentioned the higher temperatures if you know you're going to have 90 degree temperatures and don't we spray made today yeah, yeah don't spray it <laughs> um don't treat it because you will you will burn it uh, yeah. because those the the leaf uh has to open and breathe and respire and so that that oil has a tendency to to kind of to prevent that. So you, if you know you got a couple cool days coming, that's when you want to treat it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. especially okay. it's most likely in full sun location, and uh, if it's in full sun, man, that uh, that middle of the day temperatures will will cook it. Yeah. So if I were to spray it early, um, it's it's actually not in the full sun location. I have a large tree that kind of guards it all day long, uh, which probably helps it in its dwarfism. But um, so, if, what temperatures do you recommend me not spraying um, it, above? It, it'll be on the label. Yeah, um, it, okay, you'll, okay. You'll, it'll be clearly specified on the on the product instructions. Yeah, m- most um, of the time it's going to. You know, they're going to start about 80 degrees or above. It's going to recommend okay. to, now, to Gerald, is this a white quarrels no, label? No, no, it's going to be the one I'm, I've got in mind um, that's going to be easier is bone-eyed. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it could be bone-eyed or um, Fertilome has one as well. But, uh, but, the but you're looking for a summer weight oil. That's exactly right. All yeah, season, not, right? All yeah. season. Yeah. Is it B-O-M-I, bone-eyed? B O N I D E. That is that is correct. Yes. All right, I will grab some today from our local Hudson Hardware. All, All right, right. Uh, All right, buy local, baby. That's right. Good luck, <laughs> man. That's right. And I think I think Lee is is getting married or just got married. He's getting uh, married uh, next Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you see Lee, congratulate him. Yeah. Did I take him a card or something? <laughs> 
I'm sure he would accept it. I'm sure he would. <laughs> Especially if it's your okay. credit card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, you, there you go, Gerald. <laughs> Gerald. Get on it, Gerald. <laughs> I get it. Okay. All right. I appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot. Take care. All right. Uh, 919-860-9783. We're at the Outdoor Living Show. Curtis Media Group. And, uh, boy, lots going on out here. It's going to be great today and tomorrow. You know, we've, uh, we've all had to deal with some of the critter problems around our home and garden deer and rabbits seem to eat everything in sight moles and voles damage our lawns and plants and squirrels wow they they seem to be everywhere and uh, they get into flower pots your furniture eat up all kinds of things i must garden repellents will protect your beautiful garden from pests with products that are pleasantly scented effective and long-lasting I Must Garden's natural approach to repelling pests is safe for people, pets, and the environment. Blends of natural ingredients and botanical oils give you effective repellents that are easy to use and don't have to be reapplied after every rain. Homeowners love I Must Garden repellents because they don't have a foul or offensive smell. They're conveniently available as ready-to-use sprays, cost-saving concentrates, and easy-to-use shaker jars. Convenience combined with effectiveness. It's no wonder I Must Garden has become the favorite for so many gardeners in the triangle. You can buy I Must Garden repellents at independent garden centers and hardware stores all around the triangle area. Places like town and country hardware stores throughout the triangle and the garden hut in Fuquaverina. Say goodbye to your pest problems with I Must Garden, a safer way to protect your garden. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up. It's 8.53. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF. We're trying to take a we're we're at the uh, outdoor living show. We're trying to take a uh, photo. Did Nate? Did yours work? Yeah, uh, I'll the, post okay. it on Facebook in a minute. Okay. I'll uh, I was going to take one here for uh, the weekend gardener Facebook page. Um, Nate's taking one for the WPTF Facebook page. We're, you can share it on the weekend gardener. Page. Yeah. Gosh, this is weird. It looks like so I'm talking with this a photo of Rufus from when he was running for governor. He looks very distinguished. You can tell that uh, I don't know which office this was because there's a radiator behind him. He's got his pipe. Oh well, we'll uh, we'll figure this out at some point. We've got to do a show here. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three nine one nine eight six zero WPTF. You're listening to the Weekend Gardener. And uh, we're at the Outdoor Living Show, and uh, there are there are all kinds of things you can do. We've got a lot of potting soil here, I, I believe thanks to uh, the folks at Wyatt Quarles, and there are containers, and uh, kids can come by, and uh, there are seeds, and there is soil, and they can make themselves uh, a mini garden uh, in the container, and... Uh, with the seed packets, and that is so neat. I don't know who came up with that idea, but that's a wonderful idea. It was not me. I don't come up with. I'm not an idea person. I just uh, just kind of do what I'm told, like <laughs> any grunt would do in the <laughs> army, right? You know? That's right. Yeah. 
Uh, well, Paul was asking earlier about those uh, those muscadines that, that uh, we're planting. Uh, yeah. They're actually uh, a, a, a wine muscadine. So Carlos is is the two that we got yesterday. But uh, actually, the uh, Union Grove Farm are actually going to be planting a new hybrid. And it's phenomenal because they're muscadines that are a bunch, like a bunch grape. Hmm. Because the problem that we have in our area is a disease called Pierce's disease. Got about 30 seconds. Okay, Pierce's disease, and it kills uh, it kills uh, bunch grape. But muscadines are, are um, resistant to it. So we do really great uh, muscadines. And this cross that they're doing is a seedless, thin-skinned muscadine that they're going to be producing. It's a table grape. Okay, uh, and we're hoping to get uh, a couple of those uh, vines as well uh, to be able to, so people can, can see those as part of our demonstration. Wonderful. Garden. We'll talk more about this and other things on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. We're at the Graham Building at the State Fairgrounds for the Outdoor Living Show from Curtis Media Group. U.S. Customs.